Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another JD Less uh, podcast. But uh, <laughs> I have a wonderful, wonderful guest star that I'm super excited about. Um, I have Randy, a licensed therapist, our first one Ooh, on the podcast. Fancy. I'm so excited. Uh, Randy, uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, like what your sexual orientation is, what your relationship status is, and your relationship to Sex in the City? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, my name is Randy. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, therapist for short. Uh, gay, single. My phone number is. Call me. <laughs> you can email us at I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. We'll get you in touch. Oh, thanks. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to like, advertise my phone number on right. the billboard. You don't have to give them your <coughs> Google number that you only use for dates. I don't have that. I'm not technologically oh. advanced like that. See, I, I do that every time. Maybe you need to help me out. Yeah. That'll be helpful. I mean, for safety. I'm like, I don't want you to have my real number. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Yeah, it's so, so funny because your question was, what is my relationship to Sex in the City? I yeah. fucking love it. It's a dream. <laughs> it's amazing. Love it so much. I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you are excited about the show because I drag it every single I episode. Know, I'm I like, know. this thing is garbage, man. <laughs> when you told me about your podcast, I was like, ooh, what is it about? You're like, oh, we just tear this excellent city. I went, you do not. <laughs> we do. It's great. I mean, to be fair, though, like, that was the whole idea behind this podcast was the fact that Sex in the City, how it's written, and who these characters are, garbage. But they bring up so very interesting topics about sex and relationships that is interesting to talk about yeah i think it's just that um you know it was a different time being gay then yes. than it is much now cheers to the kids now who need to come out because 2020 is a good time could be better of course don't get me wrong it's still hard but i don't know you know when you're a wee baby gay in the 90s and the early 2000s you're just needed to latch onto something and carry miranda charlotte samantha <laughs> were just kind of it right perfect Oh my gosh yes it is great we will get into that i love it because we go we go character by character normally um and for this episode charlotte's out and stanford is in yeah very much so it's definitely stanford's game and I just know. charlotte's just charlotte's married now and she's just in it for the ride she doesn't care anymore <laughs> yeah she does have things coming up of course but right i do love stanford actually so it's perfect yeah it was kind of nice to have him around you know the one thing about Stanford that I never understand is he pulls some seriously hot tail. I'm like, Stanford, what are you doing? Show me your ways. Right? I know. He, well, he pulls a couple of them, but, like, for the most part, he's just cranky and, I'm, like, alone. Oh, God. I hope that's not, like, a precursor to who I'm going to become. No. Curmudgeon-y with Stop. plaid. Stop <laughs> it. No, not at all. Well, so we are um, recapping Season 6, Part A, uh, Episode 10, Boy Interrupted. So the uh, crappy synopsis from our giant pink book is Carrie receives a pleasant surprise when her high school boyfriend, Jeremy, asks her to meet for dinner. While Miranda's love life is improving, poor Stanford's in a downward spiral. <laughs> the exact opposite <laughs> of what we just said. <laughs> uh, so who would you like to start with out of the girls and or Stanford? 
Um, you know, first and foremost, I think we, we may as well start with Carrie. Okay. Because the very first line from Carrie in this episode was, Oh, I never made it to my high school reunion. And I'm thinking, girl, please. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie would totally go to her high school reunion because she is all about attention seeking. Right? She would. I know that I never made it. Like, what were you doing? Was there a club opening in New York and you couldn't make it down to Littletown, Connecticut to yes. go to your reunion? And I so, say this, but I have missed both of my reunions. I didn't go to mine either. But I don't really necessarily need the attention. I'm also not like Carrie Bradshaw, who's all about labels and love and, let's be real, showing off. Yep. So it's true. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. So that was, I yeah, complete garbage. And honestly, if David Duchovny was at my high school reunion, I would have gone. Like, the coolest person from my graduating class um, was in Janice Dickinson's modeling agency. Like, that's it. That's the top tier of my graduating class. Do I have anyone famous in my graduating class? Not that I can think of. <laughs> Me. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I also just didn't keep up with that many people. I didn't either, really. I was just like, if I was meant to spend time with you, I would have spent time with you before the 10-year reunion. I agree. So... Which is kind of what I said to them for the 20-year reunion. Because they were like, hey, are you going to make it? And I'm like, uh, no. I, I didn't talk to you before, and I'm not going to talk to you after. Like, why would I spend $70 to go up to Lake Tahoe and be bored with you? I remember it being really cheesy, too. I can't remember what they asked us to do. I think the year before me, they asked the group to go to a Reno Aces game. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. I think my year, they're like, let's just walk around Demonte Ranch High School. And I'm like, oh. Good lord. Walk around to Monty Ranch High School. That was like boring. Drink somewhere, and I thought, oh, never mind. I'm not going to this. <laughs> yeah, my first one was a, a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> um, and they were so tasteless. They were like, um, yeah, are you coming? And I'm like, no, actually, that's the same day as my dad's memorial, so I'm not going to be making it. And they were like, oh, well, if you're not doing anything after. Shut up. They, they actually, did not. They literally said that. And then literally the next month or two her dad died well call me after if you're free yeah (laughs) and like yeah part of me was just like oh oh well can you make it out for for coffee after but yeah i did not i decided not to do that (laughs) you know what cheers to them shout out to whatever school you went to to wooster oh shout out to wooster <laughs> you say rolling your eyes, you're like, ew, booster. <laughs> they had the worst drugs. <laughs> they were not nearly that good. No, it was it was bad. I, from what I know, I never did drugs in high school. So were you in the IB program? Um, no, that happened right on the cusp of me graduating. So oh. I literally could not take enough classes to get an IB degree. I did take an IB English class, um, and the teacher was hideous so i ended up transferring out because i hated her and i thought she was gonna flunk me and english was like my main deal back then i was gonna be a writer i was gonna be an editor of a famous newspaper same same and so i was just like i can't have you dragging down my g my gpa so i'm transferring out and she made it seem like i was flunking that class and so i asked my new teacher i was like what's the grade that she transferred over and she looked and she was like oh it's an a minus and i'm like that bitch So, no, technically I didn't take any IB classes. <laughs> You're better off. It's really worthless in the future anyways. Yeah, it's, nobody cares. Nobody knows what no. it is. 
Like, I'd never heard of it before, and I've never heard about it since. Mm. So it's garbage. Irrelevant. But yeah. So anyway, Carrie, Carrie's high school boyfriend, is X-Files famous David Duchovny. Yes, yes it was. And I that totally cracks me up. All I think of when I think of David Duchovny is that song. I think it was like in the 90s. That just went like, David Duchovny, oh, why don't right, you love me? Oh, right, right, right. And that's all I can think of when it comes to this episode. <laughs> I know. I didn't even recognize him as the X-Files guy until you told me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's. I don't know that he was ever in anything else that, oh, no, that's not true. There was a movie with Minnie Driver in, like, the early 2000s oh. called Return to Me that he was in. Oh, no, I don't remember and that one. And that's the only thing that I've seen him in, like, was ever. Was it good? It was so cute. Oh. It was really cute. Mini Driver got his wife's heart. Oh. And then they fell in love. Mm. It was really sweet. I <laughs> really enjoyed that movie. I bought that movie. But I was also <laughs> working at Hollywood Video at the time, and it was like pennies for me to buy it. So. Oh, man. You yeah. have the in. I have a whole, like, like CD collection, like, baggy thing of DVDs. And they're oh, all, yeah. like, late 90s, early 2000s when I could afford that kind of thing. I'm going to wait a few more years. I might be able to sell it for something. Ah, maybe. I got rid of all the cases. Ooh. When I moved you into my studio, I was like, I was like, I can't. I can't have 500 plus movies taking up real estate in my studio apartment. Instead, you have like, what, 5,000 booklet binders full of movies? <laughs> I have, no, I have like one of those like giant, like you can pick it up, like suitcase kind of like things. Remember you kept like all your CDs right. in? Yeah, that's what I have just with DVDs. And I only kept, like, the fancy box sets that I had. Mm. Sex and the City being one of them. Um, Sex and the City, that, like, whole thing was actually gifted to us. Oh. Um, by a, a friend and, and listener. So, yeah. Hmm. She was sweet. She was supposed to guest star on the podcast, and we recorded, and the recording, did like, got corrupted. <gasps> no. Yeah, so it is the lost episode that, it was great. We were so disappointed. Oh, man. But, yeah. So, um, Carrie, Carrie's big, like, I couldn't help but wonder of the episode is when it comes to matters of the heart, did we have it right in high school? Because she meets up with David Duchovny and they like obviously have chemistry still and Mm -hmm. hit it off. And even though her hair is so early 2000s, I can't handle it. So bad. It's just slicked straight. It's, it's slicked straight. It's the highlights for me (laughs) that are like the blonde chunkies in the front and then super super too much dark in the back and like I was thinking about it and I was looking at her hair and I was just like god that looks like trash and then I was like oh except for the two blonde chunks at the front though that's kind of what I have right now so (laughs) oops (laughs) you pull it off better I do well you know the thing with Carrie or Sarah Jessica Parker is that she doesn't really have much shape to her face yeah she's pretty much a thumb so when you put a thumb with (laughs) straight hair it actually looks quite bad yeah she's much better off with curly hair much better but she's I don't know I keep thinking about like you know matters of the heart did we have it right in high school like I don't think we knew what the hell we were doing in high school I I think that's the best part maybe I don't know I quite love I quite love that that quotes just because I don't know I remember having this conversation with a lot of people about high school you're just more by the seat of your pants you're more attached to your emotions you're not 
facing all the societal struggles and judgments and structuring and I don't know. I just, I don't know. I didn't have anybody in high school. Like, I didn't really date, date anybody in high school. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, bitch, maybe we did have it right. <laughs> maybe I should be alone. I don't know. <laughs> but I like that quote. And then in the middle of the episode, she says something to the effect of, like, after all this time and everything I've been through, I somehow thought I'd end up with my high school sweetheart, like, it's a badge of honor. Right. Like, I feel like people do do that, though, when they marry their high school sweetheart. They very much, like, get a little, like, snooty about it, you know? Where they're like, oh, yeah, I married my high school sweetheart. I got it right the first time. One and done. Yeah. Well, cheers to you. But, I mean, I definitely married my first love, and that didn't work out too well, so... Well, my first love was actually someone I was dating in high school. Really? So... Tell us more. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (sighs) (laughs) huge mistake well not a mistake i quite enjoyed myself he was lovely um i think what happened was well rewind (laughs) chad loved him he was fantastic and very closeted Ugh, huge mistake oh no we've gone over this my rules on dating is i don't date people who are newly out or still closeted yeah and And this is why yep this huge mistake (laughs) it was so one-sided but uh no I don't know. Maybe it's that eternal sunshine of the spotless mind thing where it's, why is it that I fall in love with every person who gives me the slightest bit of attention? Oh, yeah. And he gave me plenty of attention. Yeah. Attention's rough. It's a, like, I believe that attention is the only thing that every human on earth is addicted to. I think that's true. Like, in a certain, like, sense. Don't call me out like that, Paige. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just, like, for real, though, like, we, there are plenty of people, myself included, that just don't have an addictive personality. If somebody was like, hey, you have to stop drinking for the rest of your life, I'd be like, oh, well, that's a bummer, but okay. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bug me. Like, I just don't, I don't have the kind of, like, addictive personality that some do. Although, like, that also means that I don't have anything that brings me comfort, which sucks. <laughs> because it's like, Ooh. you know, like, yeah. that's that, that's my trade-off. Um, but I believe that, like, even in... It has to come in different forms, obviously. Like, I'm an introvert. So, if... I, like, my attention is not being up on a stage. Like, that is not what I want. Mm. Like, oh, I love that. in general, like, I would never want to be, like, up on a stage in front of a million people, like, it would be so scary and, like, devastating. But I would love to, like, have someone do my makeup and do my hair and go to a red carpet event where I was not the main focus and, like, just be dressed up and, like, have a date and just, like, have it be, like, an event. Like, that's the kind of attention energy that I would want to get. I like it. But there's other people that are totally different. But I think everyone craves it. Oh, yeah. Attention, of course. Validation, yeah. interest, whatever. Sorry, right. I sound very much like a therapist. Well, I am one, but... <laughs> so then you're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I kind of I kind of love that idea. And then, you know, with my friends that I've talked to about the idea of dating in high school. Do you know about the Great White Buffalo? No. So there's this concept. I can't remember where it comes from. It's a TV show. Some TV show I didn't watch. Um, and so the Great White Buffalo is like the one and so you spend your entire life finding the great white buffalo and you miss it and then it's just reflecting on missing the one and so it's kind of weird that she's looking at this jeremy guy as the great white buffalo wanting to end up with her sweetheart because you know carrie's all about a good 
punchline or a story or something to write about later. Right. She's that person who wants to brag about it too. Ooh, I ended up with my high school sweetheart. Oh yeah, she'd be the one that would be like, mm, look what I did, I got it right. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, Charlotte brings up the same thing when they have brunch. Oh, you're going to marry him. Ooh, <laughs> you get up with your high school sweetheart. I'm like, oh my goodness. Right, because that's Charlotte. But I think we were freer. We were looser in high school. Well, for those of us who were dating in high school, there's just something about it. It's also the first. So I think that's maybe what, not so much the focus is on high school, but just that it was the first and it happened to be in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the first definitely, like your first real deep love, whether it's in high school or whether it's later in life, will always hit you harder than anything else. Yeah. Completely agree. Like, I'll I'll still have times when, like, I will, something will happen and I will legitimately cry about my divorce that happened four years ago. Right. Like, totally should be over that shit by now. But, like, every once in a while there's just, like, a little tiny thing that, like, tweaks me or, like, he'll just say something and I will just be upset. But in the end I'll just, like, sort of pick myself back up and be like, you know what? That's fine because you cried so much at this. Clearly it was the best decision to split up. Right. Because right. it was more hurtful than it was helpful. How old were you when you had your first, met your first? Um, I was 20. I was 20. Yeah. I think I was 15. Wow. Maybe 14. 14, 15. I definitely had a crush. Um, a huge, huge crush at 15. Um, but he was gay, so. Oh, uh, was he? <laughs> yeah. Call me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has two kids. He's very happy with his partner. Don't call me. <laughs> yeah, so, no. You two wouldn't get along anyway. Damn. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, I really kind of like that idea. The high school sweetheart one. For a throwaway episode, I actually thought it was yeah. quite resonates with people. Yeah, they really try to pull it in. All try to make it make sense about high school in general. Which I'm like, yeah, okay trying a little too hard this episode but i get it i understand you want to make it all work like but yeah it is what it is he's so he's so kind of like cute and open about being in connecticut and basically a rehab facility or it's not rehab but like treatment center so he was at the juno pierce house which when she goes to visit him is definitely an inpatient facility well, locked doors, right? You know, mm-hmm. that clacking. Yeah. You feel like in and whatnot. Right. And so, so, so the way it works in mental health is you can volunteer yourself into inpatient, but usually when you're inpatient, it means you're remarkably unsafe to yourself or others, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because now he's visiting her throughout the day. Yeah. It's like, do they do day passes when you checked yourself in somewhere? That seems weird. Like, you can't check yourself in and out. Yes, but it's also in New York, so maybe it's just... That's true. ...one of those day spa things that the celebrities go to. Right. Where they're just a little wild. And he tells her that he's doing it. Like, he was like, I could go to therapy for 30 years, or I could just knock it all out right now. In and a month? I'm, yeah, in a month. And I'm like, that's... I'm fairly certain that that's not how that works. No, God, no. <laughs> like, I have never been to therapy, but I feel like that's not how it works. Yeah. And then he, you know, tells them when they're at their picnic, oh, it's eight to ten months. Yeah. What are you volunteering yourself, I wonder? What do you think Daniel DeCovey has? I, he seems to be 
relatively open and honest about being in there and wanting to like be better for himself like I feel like he's not like like maybe he's just running away from his own life maybe like it's some sort of escapism tactic that he has used so that he doesn't have to deal with his real life I'll tell you what now the homeboy has money if he wants to spend eight right? ten months there Eight to ten months in a treatment facility in Connecticut must be literally millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Like, some rich boy problems. Yeah. There's Maybe he's there for rich boy problems. <laughs> Do rich boys really have enough problems to facilitate eight to ten months of treatment? Uh, I think they have some of the biggest problems <laughs> because they don't get enough attention. What are the top three problems of a rich white male? Um, privilege, uh, not enough attention, <laughs> and... Uh, not enough attention. <laughs> not enough attention. <laughs> so do they, like, find that attention in the treatment facility? No. So usually the way it works out, if it's, you know... So the idea is if you are really well off, a lot of people are under the assumption, parents usually, and friends and loved ones are under the impression that you have everything you need, you'll be fine. So mm. it results in a lot of neglect, poor modeling, not mm. knowing how to navigate those things because you coat by spending money and then yeah. you kind of avoid all your problems so mm-hmm. you know that's depression that's suicidal ideation and if you're suicidal you end up inpatient mm-hmm. so yeah and I mean maybe he was maybe he was just having a lot of suicidal thoughts and so he checked himself in maybe but 8 to 10 months is a very long time especially in an inpatient facility yeah that's a severely long time right I've worked inpatient for a few years And I've had patients who were there for longer than 10 months, but we're talking about some serious trauma stuff. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of... And how how much trauma could a rich boy really have gone through? I don't know. To warrant 8 to to 10 months? Like, I don't know. That's a lot, in my opinion. But I think that no one on the writer's team has ever even been to a therapist, let alone probably true. like because the way that they wrote about it i think was really like even though he seemed to want to like david duchovny the actor seemed to want to really portray this honestly mm-hmm. the material that he was given not yikes. the best yeah yikes. no like, i appreciate them bringing up mental health in general yes but it also doesn't look like a day spa that you get to volunteer in and out of and go on picnics and... Right. And, like, have, you know, a girlfriend who comes down and then you go up to her apartment in New York for the day. Like, it's wild. Yeah. Well, it could have been a day spa if they didn't have all of these, like, clacking, locking, unlocking doors. And then (laughs) that one scene where some inpatient person is like freaking out and he's being hauled away and I'm like ooh right like he's just yelling feces and like two orderlies are like following him and that I I don't know like the actual um name of the episode is Boy Interrupted which is like a play on Girl Interrupted right which is a book by Susanna Kaysen and then later a movie with Winona Ryder Um, both fantastic Mm -hmm. if anyone hasn't checked them out I think that that speaks to mental illness in such like a way more beautiful way than this show does Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah that and like Prozac Nation I was like addicted to in high school like 
I feel like I had a lot of depression in high school and like knowing that other people had depression too made it easier for me to deal with. Well, of course, not alone at that point. Right. Because you do. You totally... I had... I had like straight up white girl entitlement depression in high school. Like no one, no one loves me. No one pays attention to me. Everybody thinks that I'm horrible. You know, I'm going to kill myself and they'll be sorry. Like, (laughs) you know, like even, even to the point of like, like I wrote a suicide note that was essentially like to the, to the degree of like, huh, you're sorry now, aren't you? Now I'm dead. We just call that teenage (laughs) angst now. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Now that's just a phase. (laughs) Yeah. Very much so a phase. Yeah. But I, um, during this whole pandemic thing, um, I, I started like reading my old journals. Oh, you told me that. Yeah. And I can pinpoint when birth control pills started giving me depression in my journals. Like I, I see it happen. The, like my writing changes and everything. And like, I go from, wow, I really hope he likes me. This is going to be a great you know, great eighth grade year, blah, 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 to everything sucks and I hate everyone. Like, you can see the dip happen. It's wild. Like, huh. yeah. That's one thing I wish that they were way more open about with birth control pills so that it causes depression. Yeah. And, can. like, it was big. It's a big deal for a really long time. So, don't well, do not do it. Don't, don't do it, kids. Don't do birth control pills if you can help it. Just make them wear a condom. Yes, practice safe sex. Yes, always. Um, like, yeah, they eventually break up and she says something silly, um, like, it was the most sane breakup I've ever had. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God, that's such a cheesy line. <laughs> like, oh, Carrie, stop it. Your narcissism is showing. <laughs> yes, it's kind of ironic. And <laughs> just throw that one in there real quick, huh? Yeah. Any final thoughts on Carrie? No, I do. You know, I will say for Jeremy, he is very charming. Yes. I did like that. I really, I really thought it was interesting. There was one point when they were saying hi to each other and it went straight from, oh, I'm divorced. Are you seeing anyone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Jump the gun real fast. Boy has goals. And honestly, like I thought that it was like a little crazy, but then I thought about it and oh, I, I was like, it. and I was like, well, that would have been the conversation that now would have happened pre-date over text message. Oh yeah. But you didn't have that back then, so of course you just had to like shoot your shot as soon as you walked through the door. Yeah. And just be like, hey, I'm single. How about you? Yeah. Which, I kind of like it. His banter was very good. I liked it. Yeah. He's actually a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that he was in more stuff than X-Files, because that wasn't my thing. Oh, yeah, no. I watched one episode of X-Files, and I was so fucking scared I could not watch anymore. <laughs> I watched it, and I was like, okay, David Duchovny, you need to calm down. Like, they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> and if they were, they would highly not just be coming to Earth and doing wacky shit like this. Was that the whole show where they're not real? Uh, I don't know but i feel like the whole show was like him trying to prove to jillian anderson mm-hmm. that they were real and she was like the skeptic yeah the episode i watched jillian anderson she had some piece of metal 
that had like these like hatch marks on it and she wasn't sure what it was and then she was at a grocery store at some point and then she took it and she like scanned it on the scanning machine at the grocery store and the grocery store like lights started flickering and things were shaking and i was like fuck this shit i am not watching this i just i just want to watch the episode where she finally says to him bitch you might be onto something oh yeah <laughs> that's the one that i want to watch i don't care about any of the rest of them it's probably this the series finale okay i was gonna say if the twist was that there were no aliens at the horrible show <laughs> that would have been terrible that would have just been lost all the fans would have been like well thanks right everybody would have rioted would have been fantastic so who do you want to move on to next who would be a good one i actually really like samantha i think samantha's probably my favorite character really yeah mm-hmm. i love i want to be samantha but i am miranda who am i <laughs> i would like to be samantha and i think i'm probably i don't know what do you think well my theory is that all of these women are one woman Oh, clearly. Like, just different different shades of, like, one woman. And... That's where they balance each other out. Yeah. Well, and they don't listen to each other anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, But I've... I've been told that I'm a Carrie, which is upsetting. Ooh, that is upsetting. Yeah. I think I'm probably the most Carrie-like than I am anyone else, too. But, yeah, I think... I'm probably more more Carrie because Carrie is the most three-dimensional character. Yeah. Of all of them, the rest of them are just man-hating bitch Miranda. Yep. Or slutted up Samantha. Yeah, slutted up Samantha or, and you know, Charlotte the coquettish, flirting, loving Dubby. Yeah, the like romantic. Yeah. So I would say like a mixture of all of them. But this is the episode where Charlotte doesn't matter, so you're just a Stanford, I guess. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, clearly, I am Stanford. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd rather be a Stanford, quite honestly. You'll never catch me in neon pad, though. Oh, my God, what was he wearing? Woo! The early 2000s were such a shit show for fashion. Ay. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like, the further away we get from it, the more I'm like, oh, God, that hurts. It really hurts, you guys. <laughs> and then there's Stanford in neon plaid dating this hottie named Marcus. Right. Oh, and Marcus, what a little himbo. Ugh. Oh, darling, oh, darling, bless darling. him. Well, let's just go ahead and move on to Stanford then. Let's talk about Stanford. Or do you want to talk about Sam? You said you want to talk about Sam. Oh, they just think about Sam. I okay. really like Sam. She just <laughs> does whatever she wants. She's unapologetic. Very fuck it. Yeah. Annabelle Bronstein. Yes. With her alias today. I, yeah, I love it. So she's in, on the street. It's the summer. She's hot. Um, and she runs into Ginger Spice herself, Jerry Hollowell, mm-hmm. which is how you know it's very early 2000s. And she was just like, oh, you know, Samantha, how wonderful to see you. I'm just heading up to the pool at Soho House. And she was just like, oh, yeah, me too, bitch. <laughs> but she can't get into Soho House, which I think is a real place. It probably is. I'm sure it exists. Um, and for $1,000 a year, you can come and enjoy our pool. Right. Which, honestly, sounds like a steal. for To hang out at a pool whenever you want to in New York City, $900 a year sounds like a good... It's probably $10,000 a year conversion, right? Oh, yeah. Now it's probably too much, but... I'll sit in my pool. I mean, my tub. <laughs> right. Just sit in your tub all day. Um, but she tries to get in, 
and she's like don't you know who i am and the lady at the front desk is like nope sorry bud she's like fine i guess i'll just use your bathroom and leave she uses the bathroom and the uh, bathroom attendant's like oh miss you left your card and she was like yes i did <laughs> i love that that was fantastic and i love that the girls just go to the pool like they know exactly what's going on they know that she is like you know warming her way in but they go anyway and what are they all wearing all of them at the pool what are they wearing like samantha's in a beautiful white bikini but covering it up with like this fishing net like (laughs) can you imagine the tan lines on that they're like what's wrong with you and but everybody has the classic early 2000s slick back hair Mm -hmm. into low buns on either side of their head thing and i'm just like man that was prime pool looks like I, I saw Charlotte's little like low like pigtails, and I was like, "Oh, bitch, I'm so doing that this week." I would have rocked it. <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect. Um, but yeah, of course she gets caught because Annabelle Bronstein is British, and right, they right. know she's out of town, and so she goes about her way. That's pretty much all for her story. Yeah, yeah, it was very Carrie heavy. It usually kind of is, actually. Yeah, it was very Carrie, Carrie Stanford heavy. But yeah, it usually is mostly Carrie. But it just depends. But yeah. Do you want any final thoughts on Samantha? That's pretty much all she got. Yeah. I can't really think of too much else for her. I did love her name, though. Annabelle Bronstein. Did you yes. watch Will and Grace? Um, I watched parts of it, but I've never seen like the whole season. Oh, I love Will and Grace. And so, in the show, Karen's character, who's probably very similar to... Samantha, but instead of, well, she's also addicted to sex, but more alcohol. Right. But her alias on the TV show is Anastasia Beaverhausen. So when I heard Annabelle Bronstein, I was like, oh. <laughs> You're like, that's it. <laughs> and I was like, connection. But no. <laughs> um, do we want to go to Stanford? Yeah. So Stanford, stepping in for Charlotte this episode, um, is in cafeteria in Chelsea which is just an upscale restaurant and I just I I love this time in New York City where every like bar or club or whatever is just a concept oh yeah that they just like do yeah where it's just like there's this new club opening called bath and then you don't get tables you get big bathtubs for your like friends (laughs) and it's like why are you doing this and after visiting New York my head is like completely exploded on like how did you fit any of these things into a club like because everything is so small in New York they had to build up they didn't have any space right like all the clubs are on the top floor like the penthouse level of some building or something yeah people just want to feel special right right but there's a lot of these episodes that they actually filmed at these clubs Mm -hmm. like most of them were real clubs and it's like where is it just gone? Are they all just like baby gaps now or what? Like H and M's. They're all H and M's. I did walk by the H and M but it was closed so I didn't go in. When Everything. I went to New York there was like six H and M's. Four or five story H and M's. Wild. I I thought so I went into FAO Schwartz because it's supposedly like the biggest toy store, but I guess they closed and then reopened, but they reopened in a different location. And I was like, this place is cramped, (laughs) y'all. Like, I've been in bigger toy stores in the country. This is weird. 
I know I'll never get over how small New York is. Yeah, I love New York. We should be there. We should yes. fly there, watch an episode, and do an episode in New York City. Yeah, I would love to. Oh gosh. Just, just like go fund me to uh <laughs> to to a good help a podcast at gmail.com send me money yes and we'll sponsors, go sponsors sponsors anyone? like find our patreon it shout out to exist. high school sponsor <laughs> <laughs> right you did so much for me let's go ahead and return the favor give me some money <laughs> who needs a football team when you could just support me but yeah, yeah would you date someone who you found out was an escort um I'm with Stanford in the sense that it's more about the being honest than it is the escort thing. But do we all... Well, I wrote his quote, and it was, in a good relationship, there are no secrets. Yes. And that's true. I think that is true. Somewhat. But is that relevant? Hi, hon. Love you. By the (laughs) way, I used to be an escort. I mean, I think... As you get to know one another, there's just certain things that you share. I definitely, I lead with a couple of things when I'm dating somebody that could be potentially considered not great by them. Mm-hmm. Because they're strangers at first, and so I don't know what's cool with them, what's not cool with them. Right. So I always try to get, like, two things that are, like, or could be problematic about myself out there right away to test the waters and then I just kind of go from there like if they have any sort of issue with those two things then I just sort of move on right I also love (laughs) when Stanford's like unraveling what has happened with Marcus and Marcus being an escort that it turns out Marcus was an escort because he needed money for dance Dance classes (laughs) (laughs) I was like okay there are more dimensions to a homosexual than dancing and yeah that was there were a lot of very, very, like, stereotypical things during this episode. That, yeah, that, like, were so problematic. So problematic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, poor Marcus. Being a gay escort and advertising in Honcho magazine. Well, they made it at the end, so I was pretty happy about that. I thought it was really sweet at the end, because... Even though he wasn't honest at first, he explained why he wasn't honest, what his, like, hang-ups were about telling him and about, you know, being judged. Right. And it was really sweet. Well, and, and it was such a good, like, meet-cute kind of moment. So in the episode, what happens is Stanford is advertising that there's a prom event in town that mm-hmm. he, of course, has to go to because he's on the board or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it was a really cute moment at a prom yeah, he like cut in and explained himself basically because they had gotten in a fight and had broken up mm-hmm. because of that. And to be fair, like like I said, Stanford was very much on the on- the honesty factor. Right. And like I'm glad that it was like that more than it was about being an escort. Because it very yeah, much could yeah. have been him blowing up and being like, I can't believe it. I can't believe you sold your body. Blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah. Sex City like, is not going to sex shame anything. I mean, they have. Well, yeah, <laughs> So, have. you know, they could, in theory. Um, but I appreciate that they didn't during this episode. 
I feel like it wouldn't be that big of a deal to, um, to be an escort as long as they were tested mm. and they were clean. That yes, would be all I cared course. about is if I'm like, okay, well, we're together now. Have you been tested? Are you clean? Yes. Cool. Then you know what? That was absolutely your past and your experiences. And as long as you learn something, like, cool. I don't know if I would be upset. Maybe I would be upset if we were together for a very, very long time, my partner and I, finding out that he was an escort and I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I guess I would be upset after a long, long relationship. Yes. After a long relationship, it's rude not to basically share everything. Yeah, but they're also in love. And so if you're in love, you should be able to kind of maybe let that go without breaking up with someone. Well, let's talk about it first, of course. Yeah. Well, and it was also a weird... I don't know. I I think that they, they judged without judging. Right. Right. Which was odd. And it was just... I feel like it was just an excuse to get to the line just as long as you didn't sleep with that bitch pine nut Anthony. <laughs> I'm like, someone in the writer's room was like, oh, what a great line. Let's write an entire storyline around it. <laughs> we need something to get to that. Oh my gosh. I know. I love in the second movie they end up getting married. Oh, they're, I know. They're like super cute. And then it's so, but it's also really weird because there was somehow a like like the idea that like he could cheat as long as he was outside oh, of the yeah. state or something yes, yes that was weird well that's for a later episode that is that is for <laughs> another time <laughs> uh, but that's all i had on stanford yeah no closing arguments on that <laughs> nope choose to use stanford keep yep. pulling your hot tail yeah exactly keep keep like pulling it in man I know. because he's you so an cute. inspiration right to us all <laughs> <laughs> maybe he should have his own show actually i would watch oh definitely the stanford blatch show oh yeah i feel like that would be the best like i would support it 100 percent. me too <laughs> um so all we have left is miranda and, and even she had a short segment in this episode yeah it was it was really short and it was kind of sad because they the last episode is when she met met him and they had like a little like meet cute and and like kind of started a friendship growing into a romance um and then dr robert shows up at her door on a saturday night and he was like i'm surprised you're home and i'm like then why did you check why did you knock on the door it was very awkward scene and he was just like yeah i have two two nicks tickets which just makes me think of um how to lose a guy in 10 days. Oh, right, right. <laughs> because that was like a whole storyline where they're mm-hmm. like, next tickets. And it was like wild. Um, but so she, he gives her two next tickets and she thinks, oh, I'm going to go with him to a next game. Right, and he just shuts and them. then he gives her both of the <laughs> tickets. She's confused and he just takes off. And she was like, I don't understand what just happened. I'm going to a Knicks game on my own. So she brings Charlotte because Charlotte had nothing to do this episode. Had to bring her somewhere. And then they see um, Dr. Robert talking. Hey, puppy. (laughs) Don't mind my dog. (laughs) 
There's always it's always a great episode when when we get some some dog audio. I know she's ancient. I don't even think she'll she's barking at half the time. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta bark. You just need the attention. Dogs need it too. <laughs> um so Dr. Robert is like ogling this girl on the dance team Ugh. during I almost said intermission. <laughs> cheerleading. <laughs> during halftime. Yeah, like cheerleading, but clearly a, a dance team. And, like, I just, I never get this. Like, why do, and I say this as a woman, but it's like, why do women see a guy, like, clearly, like, looking at another girl and get upset about it? Like, that upset about it. Like, do you, as a woman, not look at guys and see them and be like, ooh, cute. He's attractive. Oh, yeah. Double standard, huh? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't like that double standard. I'm like, of course. I I mean, and I'm not. I'm trying to be bisexual, but I'm not bisexual. <laughs> um, I'm trying my hardest. Uh, but even I, like, if I was with somebody and they were like, oh, shit, that girl's cute. I'd be like, oh, which one? She is cute. Look at her. Like, or, mm, yeah, she's okay, I guess. Like, but there would never be any sort of, like jealousy or anything because it's like they're don't all they're doing is admiring another human form but he was like gawking at her he was but also they clearly have some sort of right like pre-relationship but miranda felt set up right and i mean i guess she felt set up but i think she was like too just too full of herself also a thing well and honey if this man is giving you courtside seats, chances are he's India. Right. Or he just has a lot of seats. <laughs> That's also a thing. I've definitely had my share of crap. I have a couple of tickets and they have to be filled and I have to give them to someone. Oh. So. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was more when I was living in Vegas. It was more of a Vegas problem because oh. like opportunities just sort of presented itself and it was kind of wild. Where you would just be like, oh, okay. Or, like, working in theater on the strip. Like, if you worked at an MGM property, you had to go to all of the Cirque shows once a year so that you could recommend them. Because so many people would come up and they'd be like, ooh, what's Mystere about? And you had to know. Well, I want free tickets to everything. (laughs) Well, we can get you a job at MGM Mirage. I'm nothing if not judgmental, so I'm the perfect person for it. <laughs> I'm I'm was like way too honest about the Cirque shows, like they were <laughs> they were too funny. They were like, you realize you only sell tickets to like three shows, and I'm like, yeah, the rest of them are garbage. <laughs> like, no offense, but oh, you're honest. I appreciate that. That's you know me, honesty above everything. Like honesty with a little bit of tact. Maybe not a lot, but a little bit. Like, don't be mean about the honesty. Tact is good. But, you know, still be honest. Yes. Still be like, "Mm, I'm sorry, but... (laughs) I don't know. I still feel kind of robbed by O. I thought O would be so much better. I thought O was going to be great, and it wasn't. Oh, goodness. And it really... I got bored. Like, I think I almost fell asleep at one point. I'm pretty sure I did. And I love, like water and like i i just assumed that it was just going to be amazing and it just kind of fell flat yeah 
And then they did La Reve, which was basically the same thing. Oh, I haven't seen that. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I think O kind of ruined all Cirque shows for me, actually. That's fair. Cause still the best Cirque show, followed very closely by the Beatles Love. Uh, sponsors, I'd like two tickets to call, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they followed bankruptcy, so we don't know if any of those oh, Cirque no. shows are coming back. All yeah. of Cirque? All of Cirque. Oh, gosh. Yep. I know. My friend that works for Cirque... Uh, got come like she was laid off for a little while and then they've just completely let everybody go damn it covid i know i think covid ruins everything I know i'm a big lover well you know this of theaters and plays and musicals and ugh, i'm dying for it to come back please i just need another show tune in my life right i know i really just want to be in a show i had like a nightmare the other night that i was in like a brand new theater and like everybody was trying to set everything up and there was just like busyness of everything and I woke up and I was just like oh god I miss that I want it so much well it sounds more like a dream than a nightmare <laughs> well there were people that I didn't like there so that's why it was a nightmare Ugh, rude. and I woke up and it wasn't like that so it was also a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah I'm I am definitely over the COVID portion of this apocalypse yeah it is a total nightmare <laughs> that we're all sharing yeah at least we're all in it together. Like, I feel like nobody can say that they didn't experience a hardship of some kind now. Yeah. Like, Even when the introverts are saying there's too much time for themselves and I need to do other things, you know it's serious. Yeah. If I was, if I was living by myself, I feel like this would be the time right now, six months in, would be the time where I would start getting a little antsy to like see people again yeah like this would this would be when i'd be like i kind of miss people maybe i should see a person because we're fun yeah but yeah i i think it has abs- absolutely been hard on everybody yeah yeah there's some there's a lot of not to get too therapisty <laughs> there's a lot of grief in this having to give up you know your day-to-day life your normal routine your ability to have options and so hmm. yeah it's it has been pretty rough and I feel for everybody who just like there I mean there's people I mean there's people that have been mildly inconvenienced by this and people that have been majorly inconvenienced by this like could lose their home mm-hmm. in the next like few weeks even yeah scary stuff yeah and it's like as a therapist, you must, like, be completely lost in this because it's, like, you're going through it, too. Oh, yeah. And That's it's such a, a it's probably such a weird thing because usually people, like, come to you and they're, like, my boyfriend's cheating on me. And you're, like, hmm, sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're, like, ugh, COVID. You're, like, bitch, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When is it going to be over? If I knew, I would tell you. Right. And when you find out, please tell me. Right. I know. It's, like, we would love it all to be over, but it we don't know yeah and that's the other thing too i think that's the biggest deal is the uncertainty i think people don't do well in uncertainty no not for extended lengths of time Mm-hmm. yeah and this has been definitely a long time a long long time so it has been nuts so do you have any social media or anything that you want to share with the audience to find you or do you want them to go through us to find you We'll have to go through you. I actually don't really have much of a social media presence. Really? No. I totally have, like, a therapy 
<laughs> like Instagram, like, and I would I just thought about it. I would, I'd have so many like things. It would just be like real talk therapy, and I would be like, "Bitch, pick yourself back up." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should do like the negative one, like bad therapist. Oh, bad therapy! I love Ooh. it. Do like bad Santa therapist. I love it. I think that's great. It's like the bad idea bears from Avenue Q. Oh yeah, <laughs> suck it up. Put in a podcast. <laughs> Buy a whole case of beer. <laughs> be great well then if you want to connect with randy if you felt like he was super awesome and you want him to be your therapist or your friend or whatever give me um, a call yeah email us at i couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com uh find us at we swear on chanel on twitter and instagram uh, and yeah that is probably going to be about it for this episode any closing thoughts no. Thank you for having me thank, on. This was fun, actually. Yeah, thank you so much for being on, and you are welcome back anytime. I love that this was this just happened to be your episode was the one about crazy people because we one hundred percent wouldn't have had the insight with anybody else. So I love it. Yeah, it yeah. Was, what it luck. was wild. Yeah, I know. I, I think it both it. struck us when we found out. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is happening. It was literally like, yeah. I was as soon as like right before he said it, I was like, oh shit, it's this episode. <laughs> shut up (laughs) so 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 amazing love it um hope to have you back anytime yeah oh yes a plug Mm -hmm. if anyone has any need to talk to someone please seek out mental help yes please the great thing about therapy is it's with someone who is outside of your social circles who knows how to listen who's another judge in a safe space so we all could see a therapist yes yeah, everyone needs therapy. I always say that as yeah. the person who can't afford therapy. But everybody needs <laughs> therapy, though. <laughs> yes, ask cool. for help. Sweet. It's okay not to be okay. Yay, yes, perfect. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, um, and let's close it all out. Uh, I have to say, our ender, um, which is, remember, always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. Good one. It's not stopping. It's not stopping.